Hey, Tile friends. Welcome back to another episode of Tile Money. Today, I'm excited to be interviewing not the owner of the business, but somebody very important to a business. His name is Michael Malonis, and he works for JR Tile out of San Antonio, Texas. And his, um, his uh, role there, what do you call it? But his title is Sales and Business Development Director. So, how are you doing, Michael? Would you take a moment to uh, introduce yourself? Sir, are you? Oh, we're freezing on my end. Okay, I think you're back. All right. Well, I'm Michael Malonis with JNR Tile. Um, we are a five-star contractor out of San Antonio, Texas, and we're working really hard to help change the industry and make sure that good qualified labor. Uh, win jobs because there's a huge issue with low bids getting accepted and hacks going in there or people not knowing what they're doing and, and giving us a bad name. Excellent. How long have you been with JNR? I've been with JNR. This is my second time around. Um, the first time I was an apprentice for Trinity Vigil, uh, who actually won a Rockstar Award um, at Coverings this year. And this time, I think I'm at a year and a half. Okay. So, excellent. Yeah, before we get too many too much further, I wanted to ask you do you have any hobbies? Uh yes, I love to be outside and where there's no cell phone service, I love to hunt and fish, uh wade fish specifically, artificial, nothing better making a piece of plastic look delicious. All right. Um a lot of hunting and camping, so anything that has to do outside. Right on. My kind of man. I like it. So, one of the things I want to talk to you about and this is on a lot of guys' minds when I talk to them. They're having a lot of trouble, you know, finding staff, the quality of staff that they want to keep, and um, keeping quality staff when they do find them. Can you, you know, kind of help us, you know, out a little bit? What does JNR do to keep and find staff? Um, well, we recruit very hard. We don't turn away any applications. Uh, we accept all interviews, even if we are currently not hiring. Uh, we bring everybody in uh, to make sure we got a good backlog. Um, we are part of the Department of Labor Apprenticeship Program. So maybe kids right out of high school um, that don't have any direction, they get with the Department of Labor, they send them to us. We put them in an apprenticeship program, teach them and work their way up uh, to become a certified tile installer. Um, other things we do is through our guys is communication through their families and their friends. They recruit um, who they believe will be a good fit. Okay. That's, that's awesome. So you're basically, so is that apprenticeship program through the state or is that a government? It's a government. Yes, sir. It's through the Department of Labor. Yes, sir. And I don't have all the information in front of me right now because it's a lot, but you start off as a pre-apprentice, which here it's paid for at a state level and then once they're here for six months then they um are i forget what the next level is an, an apprentice um and that's when they come on board with us the department of labor issues them some boots uh gloves and ppe uh and then how they and another good way reason for the department of labor apprenticeship program is our guys can't come and ask us for a raise Okay. All the checks and balances are right in front of you. So if they want to raise, 
We just go back and see their time in the field, what their foremen say, and then also there's an X amount of CEUs that you have to do on the internet. So until all of those are met, they know not to come and talk to us. Awesome. So well, that's, man, that's a great uh, tool, and that's something I've never heard of, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google it and research it and get some links, and I'm going to get that out to, to the listeners. So if you, if you want a link to that, hit me up later, and I'll have that link for you. Yes, sir, and I'll do what I can on our end because I know we've, we've done a lot of the legwork, at least for Texas, that we'll give you whatever we can um, to help out with that also. I appreciate that. Thank you, Milo. Yes, sir. Now, another I, thing, I'm, I'm sorry, another thing to the Department of Labor is we also work with the uh, Veterans Affairs. Okay. So, um, and that actually helps us because if we are employing 10% military, uh, we get identifiers we, that, and that will help you bid uh, maybe federal jobs, military jobs, things like that. So that's another avenue of bringing in uh, help and training them. Okay. Those are two powerful, powerful points there. Absolutely. I appreciate it. I know my listeners too, too. And then another, another point I liked was, you know, ask your current staff that's already working out for you if they have anybody they would want to work with, you know. Absolutely. I mean, it's just like how we get work is by referrals. So that's also how you get good help is through referrals. And then that, that kind of leads me into um, another point is culture. That probably helps to build the culture. Can you speak on that a little bit? Yes, sir. So everybody has a job description. Um, if you're a pre-apprentice, a journeyman, or a warehouseman, or estimator, myself, um, everybody has a job description. So that's your checks and balances. Um, if there's an issue out in the field, we let the foreman handle it. If it needs to come to us, then we sit them down in the back behind closed doors with the witness, um, and we find out what's going on, come up with corrective actions, and at that, the first time is just going to be a verbal conversation that is documented in writing. The second time, there will be further corrective actions, possibly even uh, suspended from work for a couple days, um, whatever fits the crime. Yeah. After that. But we get a chance. It doesn't matter. All we ask is that you show up to work on time and uh, have your PP on and always be working. Like we believe in if you're standing around, you better have a broom in your hand about to sweep up some dirt. Because right. the jobs can always be clean. Yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. So how, how do your job sites, just paint a picture for me. If you have um, a job site, what does it look like as far as um, the roles? You know, you have your apprenticeship, you have your journeyman, and then so on and so forth. Like, let's say you had a, I don't know, a thousand square feet of floor tile to install. About, you know, on an average job like that, who... How many guys would be on there? What would be their roles and titles? Um, well, you will always have a foreman setter and an apprentice. Every, every foreman has an apprentice. I know that some of the other companies around here, one apprentice per three setters. So these guys are getting it, but they're just throwing square footage. Wow. They're not really doing things to industry standards. Um, we don't really operate on square footage yeah we get it for checks and balances but ultimately uh 
you know, based upon the schedule we're given and if they're accelerate, accelerating us, things like that. A uh, thousand square feet, though, you know, we'd probably send two crews there, which would be two guys. You know, again, it just depends on the schedule. So two, two leaders, two journeymen, and two apprentices for a thousand feet. Oh, no, sir. Just four people total, a setter and an apprentice. Okay. Got it. Got it. Um, can you tell me a little bit about the leadership in JNR? Because I'm, I'm looking on the website and it, you know, there's plenty of leadership there. So I want to, you know, kind of expound on that and how important is that to a company? Well, working with Aaron, I've been able to talk to very successful leaders, um, in the industry and, uh, in the nation period. And one thing that's said over and over again is no direct report can have more than five people answer to them. So that's one thing that we do. So the higher you go up the chain, the less people actually report, direct report to somebody else. Like myself, only the foreman or the CTIs would be communicating with me. Okay. And below them, like the apprentices, journeymen, things of that nature, they report directly to the foreman or the CTIs on site. So it's all about chain of command. That makes a lot of a lot of sense. So, yeah, from what I'm hearing, you have a lot of systems and checks and balances in place. That way, there's never any question of who does what or what role or who should I talk to. Is that correct? Yes, sir. That is correct. It's all about policies and procedures. Nice, nice. That that makes for a streamlined company, probably. Yes, sir. All right. What advice would you have? Um, to some of the smaller contractors who are down, you know, maybe they have four men and one owner, something like that. How can they start kind of implementing some of this mindset? Because they, they might not have the, the, over, the, um, the money coming in to hire someone like yourself. So what can they start to think like and what can they start to do for a smaller company like that? Um, the first step is come up with job descriptions. That, that's okay. first and foremost. Uh, after that, you know, your policies and procedures and holding people accountable. It's for the owner or the head person in charge. Uh, they are going to have a lot of work in the beginning. But once you get your first two top guys speaking your language, it'll roll downhill. And even it'll get to the point that your pre-apprentices are holding the new guys to a higher level. Um, so really, that's what it is, is communicate in the beginning and hold them accountable. Okay. And if that means, you know, you have to let somebody go, it's okay. You know, you've done everything by whatever you decide. Our three write-ups is our level. Um, whatever you decide that level is, you know, enough is enough. They're not making you any money. They're wasting your time. It's hurting everybody. So you're, sometimes you're better off without is what I'm saying. True. True. That's a great point. You got to know when to let, let go. <laughs> Absolutely. What about a, a little bit larger company? Say a company has like six employees, seven employees, and they're thinking, you know, I could really, I, I could really use a lead man, um, kind of someone below the owner. What, what could they do to attract someone like you that's going to be on it for them and work hard for them? Someone that they basically don't, they now don't have to leave the office. They have a business director like yourself. What kind of um, things attracted you to JNR? What kind of things could I do? in my company to attract someone like you? So 
the bottom line reason I came back to JNR Tiles, I've known them for a long time, but I saw where they were two years ago and I see where they are at today and where they're at today is cutting edge. I mean, we're the type of material we're using from custom mosaics to large uh, thin panel, you know, like we're separating ourselves from everybody else. Uh, that's what brought me back. I want to be part of that cutting edge. I want to be, and, and with that, I also see the problem with qualified labor. And I want to be a part of something that changes this industry. And all of you great people out there working together can make that happen. And I'm, I'm seeing it. I've seen it over the last two years. So I'm pumped. <laughs> it sounds like you're pumped and you're positive and you're, um, you have a positive attitude and you, you appreciate going to work, it sounds like, from what I I'm hearing. Do. It's, it's hard work, and Aaron and I sometimes work 15-plus hours a day. Uh, but until we get more people thinking alike, um, that can kind of take a little bit of the weight, you know, this is what we have to do. Yeah. And, and it's worth it. I mean, to go into an architectural firm for the largest people in the state of Texas, and you blow their mind, and you're little – Oh, Milo from JNR Tile is amazing. It just feels so good. And it just reinforces what you do know. So when you're fighting those GCs out in the field, you're not going to get bullied that day. Yeah. And it feels really, really good. Yeah. And you were making some interesting points in the Facebook group, Tile Money, about, you know, fighting back and standing up to the general contractors and keeping your standards high. And I know we were talking about it just before we started recording. Can you start to expound on that a little bit? Um, well, as I said, I probably wouldn't remember. But, uh, you know, it's just educating. Just It's, it's all about education. A, a lot of the people out in the field are still old school. And there's a lot of good things about old school. I'm, I'm not bashing that. But technology's come a long way to make things more efficient, ways to save money uh, to the owners. And uh, you have to be educated with that. Um, and, and a you lot were, of you talking about your relationships with the architects and how you're actually educating the, the relationships so that they're now so, and then the five star contractor. And I think yes, that was all working up to. Um, yes, sir. So um, being a member of the NTCA allowed us to become a five-star contractor. And because we're a five-star contractor, we're allowed to give 11 CEUs uh, to architects, designers, um, anybody that needs them. Well, what that's allowed us to do is to go around the general contractors directly to the architects and the owners and educate them. So, you know, on a lot of our commercial jobs, the architects are in the field about every two to four weeks checking on the job. So if we're educating them to the industry standards for, through the TCNA and the uh, ANSI book, when they walk on a job site and they see guys not doing directional troweling, something as simple as directional troweling, they know they're not getting what they're paid for. Wow. What we're also doing is we're educating them to spec certified labor and five-star contractors, CTIs and ACTs. So if you have those identifiers, you automatically get to bid on a job where all these other people cannot. So that's why, you know, get as much education as you can and make these relationships and don't get bullied. Like, sure. and read your contracts, read your contracts. And if you don't have a contract, that's, that's shame on you, number one. 
Everything should be in writing. Everything should be documented. Even if you're old school and pick up the phone mentality, that's fine. Follow up with an email. We use a great system called eSub. It's a construction program where our guys, part of their job description every day is to take three photos, being if it's when you get there, lunchtime, and afterwards. That's Because if you can't even take three photos a day, you know, how can we trust you? Yeah. So luckily all of them take about 15 to 20 a day, which is great because that's our insurance. You know, we show up to a job, it's too dirty, boom, we document it. I send off a delay and a disruption, it's documented. Uh, it also has a disclaimer that we have the right to back charge, you know, and they, they have to sign it or we just leave the job site for that day. So. Interesting. Absolutely. That's, that's, um, so, so that, there's a reason everybody has one in their pocket, right? <laughs> Might as well start using it. Hey, I see him on the phone every time I walk to the job site. It better be for taking pictures. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Right on. Well, that, that was powerful stuff. Um, let's move on to sales. If, if you could um, help us out with sales. A lot of guys are struggling, you know, selling themselves and selling their worth. You know, um, a lot of the guys are, are reaching out and, and looking for the commercial work, but I also have some residential work as well. So if you could kind of touch on how, how do you, do you get a chance to do much sales? Uh, yes, sir. I do. Um, I wear many, many hats around here and it's going to go back to what I was saying this whole time. You were learning and educating yourself what the standards are in the tile world. When you walk in front of somebody and you're confident in what you're saying, they're going to buy it because one, they can go and get another bid. And I always tell them, make sure to ask them this, this, and this, you know, and, they, and I promise you those answers won't be what I told you. And I know my answers are correct. And if I don't know an answer, I'm not going to make something up. I'm going to get back to you on that. So, okay. Just communication. I guess another thing that's made it easy for me is, we have great partnerships and relationships with some of our vendors. Um, one of my biggest resources is Ardex. Um, and our rep, Frank Galvan, shout out, uh, he comes from the tile world. So he's not just gets it. He's been in the hands on. So he goes to these job sites with me. And he, you know, I pretty much do the introduction. I, I give my piece and then I let him take over. So he makes my job easy. And then when I walk away, I know after that what to say the next time. Okay. And I'm probably going to have him the next time. Yeah. So, and that, that goes along with a lot of our vendors. I mean, this year, Ardex, Doral, Tileport, Phil McKay, uh, all these guys, we pick up the phone. They're there for us every time so that's that's really really important now that doesn't mean going into your big box store down the road talking to the people behind the counter and giving them what they tell you because all they're doing is selling you products they have there you want to know why you're using those products there so right straight to the manufacturers awesome so did i hear you say was i um did i hear that right you have gotten like the rdx rep for example to come to the job before it's even yours in the sales presentation? Absolutely. Not only that, like we're really big in the pre-construction. So if they have all these tiles or cementitious, 
pavers or anything like that. And it's a very weird application. We take some of those samples, we give them to Ardex, and they write us a technical report on it. And if we feel that it's good, we're like, hey, this is great. And if we feel that it's bad, we also tell them that, and we find an alter, uh, another direction to go for them. Okay. Construction so with your partnerships is is huge, uh, to the point that Ardex even does CEUs with us. Like we, he's there all the time. Very important to build those relationships. It's not just about, hey, can you get me a cheaper bag of thin set? It's not about that. It's right. about why this bag of thin set costs what it does compared to another bag of thin set because it's all the stuff on the back that the people don't read. Yeah. You know? Go figure. <laughs> Uh, I want to quote Erin here. She said that you excel at sales um, and that you promote the staff. Now, um, I, I thought this was such an interesting point that she made because it really, uh, it really conveys to whoever you're selling to that, you know, you're promoting your staff, you're excited about the guys, and how does this help you? I have seven, we have seven CTIs that work for us. I mean, how many? That seven. Okay. And uh, we've had more that have come through and, you know, if they decided to go somewhere else, we're not mad about that. We're like, congratulations, you know, like we've put you at a place where you can go out on your own. Okay. Um, but I guess really what it is for me is our pre-apprentice speak the same language as our CTI. Now they might not know as much as them, but they get the basics. And it's all because we make our leadership at whatever level you're at, be training the guy underneath you. It's everybody's goal to take your boss's job here. That's awesome. How much, how much time um, is it weekly training or, you know, weekly safety meetings, uh, training meetings? Can you expound on that a little bit? So, Something that I've taken from other companies is anytime that I'm around three of my guys, I call it safety three, I have a quick safety briefing, just real quick, just a reminder. Because if, you know, your guys get hurt, they're not working, so they're not feeding their family, you're going to have to change your schedule, your setters are going to have to work harder. So PPE and safety is very, very important. Uh, so I definitely do that when I have three, when I'm around three of my guys. Okay. Uh, safety meetings and that's for OSHA reasons and insurance reasons and we make sure that's documented and if someone's not there we document that because if that guy that's there gets hurt and he goes to get workman's comp and we always are going to take care of people but if there's some sort of lawsuit well he wasn't here that day you have your documentation again document everything um you know, and then, you know, we have to do, and then on commercial jobs, they also have weekly meetings also. So, you know, my guys can have anywhere from two to five safety meetings a week. Wow. Where they're at and where they're going. But they're, they're real simple to the point. Majority of the time is just remember to wear your glasses, safe, your, your high vis if you're outside or on a con, uh, construction, commercial construction site. Uh, something that I see on a lot of these forums and YouTube with some of these great tile installers wearing flip-flops recommendation for me. This is my personal opinion. Don't do that. Don't wear flip-flops. <laughs> what if you dropped a piece of tile? What if you got a piece of toe? So just my two cents. For sure. So safety's first. You know what? My, my toe, my big toe on my left foot, 
is damaged still from four years ago. I dropped a box of tile on my foot and I was wearing tennis shoes. I wasn't wearing flip-flops, but even, even tennis shoes wasn't enough to stop the yes, 20 sir. pounds of tile. People don't think about that. Uh, but our guys, it's part of their uniform to have still toe boots. Okay. Part of it. And if you don't want to wear them, well, then you don't want to work here. So simple. Okay. So there, there's, there's things in your company that are non-negotiables. Absolutely. And the, the short and frequent safety meetings, I'm willing to bet, impact the guys and stick with them more than a once a month, hour long, boring safety meeting. That is correct. Awesome. Oh, you, you're freezing up. Safety. Say that again. I said, um, what is it? Oh, they probably already checked out after about 20 minutes into that meeting. Yeah. So just, you, you really don't want to go over 10 minutes. Something okay. really quick, fast. Uh, I believe you can go to the OSHA website and they have job specific for the tile industry uh, tailgate uh, meetings that you yeah. can run through, have them sign it, and then put it in the folder for that year. So if you get audited, it's right there. Excellent. Excellent. Do you have, um, you know, uh, Consequences for, for guys that don't wear safety, you know, like repeat offenders, if you catch them without goggles or whatever. Yes, yeah, sir. So the first time I'll walk up to them, you, you know, if they're at the wet saw and I walk up and I see them, you know, I'll, I'll give them mine because I always have an extra pair with me. I always have an extra pair with me. So I'll give them mine, um, you know, or if it's the superintendent on the job that's calling me, hey, they're out of PPE, you know, you get taken to the back, sat down counseled just like i said before first time is just a verbal second time is a write-up maybe you have to stay home third time you don't work here anymore and that doesn't matter if you're the best or the worst like it is what it is and that's why we do it three it's across the board we don't treat anybody different excellent. that's that's why it's a culture that's why it's a culture excellent everybody gets treated the same everybody knows the expectations and and you know i'm not saying that we're the diamond you know, we, we're learning every day. We still have to train. Aaron and I spend a lot of time with the guys on corrective training. That's just part of it, you know. But if they stick around, they'll hear it long enough that they'll speak our language and they'll hold the next guy accountable. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, you've said that a couple times, speak the same language. And I, I love that. I'm, I'm going to start using that and um, start – implementing that in my company i've i've had the struggle the, the biggest struggle with getting guys to wear goggles dust respirators and and even ear equipment and i'm just like i shouldn't have to struggle this hard for your own protection but <laughs> for sure. i mean yeah. but just you know write them up and it's not personal you care about them i mean that's the bottom line you know if a guy loses an eye on your job you're gonna feel bad about that yeah you know, what do you say if you don't write them up or if you haven't retrained them Oh, my bad. No, no, no. It's not, it's not your responsibility to hold their hand. It's their responsibility to follow the rules. So. Okay. Uh, I want to, I want to um, start wrapping up here. What I just wanted to ask a couple more quick questions on the staff. How about how many staff do you have installers and apprentices? Right now we have 18 total uh, okay. about three months ago. We were doing a couple of huge projects, so we brought uh, some more Department of Labor guys in to help out. 
And uh, we had a couple more setters that are CTIs that were here, but they've again grown and gone their own way. And we had about 30 at that time. Okay. And that that's rocking and rolling right there. <laughs> wow. Yeah, those are the long days, I bet. <laughs> like when we're when we're running that many guys, we're probably putting in 18 hour days or doing wow. work. We don't we don't play. We get we get it done. Wow. What do you think the retention rate is? How how long do you guys stick around? At JNR, I mean, since I've been back, I think the shortest time frame was six months. Other than that, uh, I know we have guys that have been here ten plus years. Uh, we have guys that have been here that are Department of Labor guys. They've been here about eighteen months, uh, so they they stick around pretty good. Okay, and I wanted to highlight that because. A common misconception is for, you know, if I put all these rules into place and I, you know, I keep on my guys and I have safety meetings that they're not going to want to work with me or us. But I think that's a common misconception that the leaders need to, you know, retrain their own thinking. Absolutely. Okay. You know, everybody's replaceable. I'm mm -hmm. replaceable. And Aaron and the rest of the team will do what it takes to replace me. Our estimator is replaceable, you know. We don't want to replace anybody, but there's somebody hungry out there and somebody that's going to want it. And that's why it's my goal, JNR Tile's goal and a lot of other people's goal is to really start these apprenticeship programs or like CTEP Texas where we start schools and we are sending people to come sit down two years or something like that on stance, in the class, you're getting paid, uh, learning to trade correctly, and then bringing them over. Uh, that's what we're working on with uh, Veterans Affairs right now is veterans can actually come and get paid by us. They can also use their GI Bill rather than going to college, just the same for this. Okay. College, but learning to trade. Interesting. For sure. We're going to try to snatch them up wherever we can and educate them. That's powerful. Well, it's, it definitely shows. I mean, you know, I look to JNR. I've been watching JNR, you know, and Erin, what she's doing. And I've been looking up to um, the company. And I know a lot of, a lot of guys and, and ladies who are owners of companies around the nation feel the same way. So um, it's a start. And I'm excited for the tile trade. And I, I know you are, too. It shows in your voice and your face. So. I want to thank you, Milo, for taking the time. I want to thank you for joining me. Yes, sir. Uh, just one more thing. So I pulled something from a CEU. Right now in the nation, there's only 40 five-star contractors. And it's supposed to double in the next couple years. So they're pulling these statistics from somewhere. And why I'm saying this is be a part of that increase. It's going to open the doors for you. Again, we're working our tail off to make sure that certified labor, certified installers, and five-star contractors are specced directly. That means that whoever has to call you if you have those. So become one. Become one. Even if you're just a small residential, become one. Wow. That's, that's a powerful tip, and it's something that I'm going to take to heart myself. Yes, sir. You, you've opened my eyes quite a bit here with this short discussion. Thank you. No problem. And I don't have all the answers, um, sure. but 
you can reach us through our website or you can reach us direct and we'll do our best to give the information we already have to save a lot of legwork uh, okay. out there. Cause the more people we can get on board faster, the easier it's going to be for all of us to start making real money on quality work. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what this movement, that's what this podcast is all about. So I, I really appreciate your train of thought and Aaron's leadership there and, I'm going to definitely be hitting you or her or everybody over there up for those links and for um, the, the information that I can share with my audience. And together we're going to, we're going to do our best to continue. Um, like you said, raising up and demanding more money for, for the skill that we're putting out every day. Absolutely. And I thank you so much for this podcast because this is growing um, and it is more tech savvy world now. So we're heading in the right direction. Everybody that's listening, I promise you, we're heading in the right direction. Don't give up. It's going to get slow sometimes. Don't give up. That's excellent advice. Well, thank you, Milo. I know you probably got some more hours in your day there. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, I, I really appreciate it. I know you've um, touched people's lives and actually made a difference in the tile world. And I know this is something that's going to live on on the internet and on the podcast. So. We appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Have a good day. You too.